Do Our Opinions Matter uses explicit language and contains mature content. So, you know, be aware. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Do Our Opinions Matter, a review podcast that takes three people utterly unqualified to review anything and makes them review everything. I'm novice review expert Tanner Massey. I'm an angsty Dungeons and Dragons character, Ben Way. I am Jonan Dungoofed. Will Rolls. Well, if this doesn't make any sense to you, dear listener, that is because we are doing a special episode this week. Not that every other episode we do isn't special, but we're every doing Dungeons and Dragons. We do did I did I did I say talk? Did I as the dungeon master tell you that you could begin speaking? <laughs> oh, because forgot, you interrupting uh, me is gonna give you disadvantage realm, on everything during this podcast. In this podcast. realm, Tanner is uh what we like to refer to as God. <laughs> uh, without being too blasphemous, yes, uh, we are discussing Dungeons and Dragons this week, a game in which we all three play together with one other person who will be joining us later uh, as our guest expert, as he has more experience in this than we do. That is true, and which makes him an expert, obviously, because we <laughs> are completely qualified for everything that we do. Yeah, I think just people that know more than we do, we can consider experts, at least in the realm of our you know specific purview. Uh, and I, I agree. Also, uh, I want to I want to go ahead and point out that we are doing a Dungeons and Dragons stream. I think this is appropriate, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, you could you could start off with the shameless we, plug. We're doing a Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, <laughs> we're doing a a Gungans yeah. and Jedi stream. A Gundam and ooh Gungans and Gundams. Gorgon. Which it's this brand new RPG in which you can either play uh, a Jar Jar Binks. Uh, because that's just what the race is called. Or you can play a giant mech robot. Uh, if someone can make that and send it to me, I will probably try it at least once. I, I think we should try multiple. Anyways, uh, but I think this is actually one of the ones that we're more qualified to do than anything else. You know what I'm saying? Because we've all been there. We've been playing it for a little bit now. We all understand how Dungeons and Dragons works, at least. So 5e, that is. I think we got some good input here. I think I think we might actually find a bit of a problem with this episode because we actually do have experience in this and know a little bit what we're talking about. We're not going to run into too many instances where we're staying stupid ass shit. Uh, Don't worry, we'll I got need you. our safe word. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so so just so we can keep uh, Mr. Rawls in check, Ben White, um, can you explain our safe word and then possibly give me one? Uh, why certainly, Tanner Massey. The safe word is what we use to keep ourselves on track when we go way off the damn rails. Or if we're not funny. Or if we're horrifically not funny. Boring. Yes. Or if we're absolutely boring, yes. Yes, all I think those, all, those are all synonyms for the same fucking thing, so uh, <laughs> give me a safe word. Hey, good job. I, I have to at, give you a safe at, word? at this point in time, I would actually like to introduce our guest speaker. Maybe he can choose a safe word for us because that seems like a very interactive thing for us to do. Uh, so this week, yeah. we have Damien Kerr joining us. On we actually we don't have to. I didn't think about this. We don't have to use your real name if you don't want. No, that's, that's fine. You. I'm just no, really, uh, a- I'm really, really happy that you pronounced it correctly. Oh yeah, good. I'm glad. So you're, uh, you're clearly I, not a telemarketer, so that's good. <laughs> oh, what do, what do they typically say? Uh, uh, care. Oh, uh, Damien Care. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how so you I can stay on this phone call. We're we're good there. 
Okay, that's good. I, I will tro- probably try and sell you something at some point. <laughs> uh, so, you know, just be warned. It could be just a, a one long ruse. I'm playing the long game. So. Well, D&D expert, what is our <laughs> safe word for the week? Please give it to me. Well, let's go with Mind Flare, since it's D&D. Ooh. All right. Ooh. Tanner, what nice do you think about this? classic villain. What do you think about this safe word? I- Mind Flare. Ha, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I don't think you did, and I think that that uh, would typically, you know, if it was typical Tanner in my uh, normal editing practice, I would cut that out just because I dislike you. But this week, <laughs> I'm actually in a decent mood, and I have wonderful lemonade, so let's go on. That's not some sort of metaphor for something like Beyonce saying about just, just let's, I probably, I might cut that. that I think you're, you're mind-flaying me yeah, right now, there we so go. let's continue. Exactly, yeah. and and Wonderful Lemonade could actually be something that's in the Dungeons & Dragons game, like it could be a special potion, you know what I'm saying? Like Joan and Dunga of peas in a bottle. Okay, all right, just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I think wow. I think you were right. I think we will need the safe word quite a bit uh, on this episode. Um, yes, so this week's topic is Dungeons & Dragons. The topic. Welcome to Dungoofed and Dragons. <laughs> the game nobody wants to play. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, you like... <laughs> what do you mean uh, d- nobody wants to play that game? I'm just saying, uh, Jonan uh, is a good character that I made up, and he's fantastic. What well, game? Yeah. What are you talking? Where are we? Dungoofed and Dragons, Tanner. Where uh, you been? Well... I turn Will off half the time. I mean, it's just something you have to do to exist. <laughs> well, that's just for your sanity, but for everybody else's sanity, they do like good. They they like done goofed. I don't care what y'all I mean, say. To be fair, Tanner, that's how the rest of us get through Monday evenings. So you just to tune them out. Yeah, I mean, I think I think really there needs to be uh, an application either in the the software that we use to record and talk with one another, or at least in Twitch to um, isolate certain voices. So yeah, that they you should call it them. like something weird, like mute. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's actually where did they come up with the word mute? To be honest, uh, Anne Frank. Damn, I don't know how you're gonna draw that connection. <laughs> Best you know, Anne mind Frank flare. was a mind, mind flare. No, did you know? I don't even want to work that into a sentence. I was doing it. I was gonna bring up. I was gonna say something about etymology, make myself sound a little smart, and then we could kind of move on from it. But you done. Fuck, we that just one got up. No, we I'm just not got done. It's, it's a step. That should have been the safe over. word. Oh man! <laughs> so, what was the topic about this week? Uh, I think it was Dungeons and Dragons. And Damien, hmm. thank you for joining us. Uh, we we chose you because uh, we know you. Yep, Damien <laughs> is our fourth in in our Dungeons and Dragons stream, which comes on every that Monday at six thirty, six thirty to <laughs> six thirty <laughs> to ten, somewhere in there in that range. Go watch it. But well, uh, th- yeah. thank you for having me, Damien. It's nice Damien, to be here. how long have you been you've been playing Dungeons and Dragons for? How long? Uh, yeah, I'm, since I was like prepubescent, so. Ah. So, like, only for a few weeks? Yes. Before or okay. after high school? Both. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> We're all hey, it was I'm a three-stage process. Puberty hits yeah. in different, uh, differently in different people, you know what I mean? I don't yes, want to not. We're not here to, to puberty shame anybody, so. Um, <laughs> no, but for real, I'm probably a little over 20 years. Okay. What was the uh, first edition that you played? Second. Um, and just just for the uh, the uninitiated that are listening to the podcast, uh, there are multiple editions of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, they are currently on fifth, 
Um, but it doesn't count like one, two, three, four, five. There are like point five. Technically, in they're on D and D Beyond. It's just not released yet. Uh, oh, is it still? About, are, is it still in playtesting? Yes. Really, I have. I believe it is. Do you think we could have a like a, a synopsis, like a, a quick one minute synopsis of like the different Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, games? like because like, I, I have no idea what's out there. I think uh, I think I understand what Ben's trying to say. Like, uh, like, what's the difference between one and five? You know what I mean? You want a chronology? Oh man, yes, like, a chronology would a be a quick nice. one minute chronology. I mean, now that we have what we have currently, two two is just, in my opinion, atrocious. I mean, you guys. <laughs> have never experienced Thacko. And anyone listening that knows what I'm talking about is cringing right now. So that stands uh, for to hit armor class zero. And it was very mathy and annoying. Well, and, and I think that's like, so that was the basis back then. You have like a slot for everything. Everything was doing a lot of math and, and min maxing was a huge yes. part of it. Number crunching was just like uh, the geeky way to play, you know. So mm-hmm. I tried to watch uh, your stream on 4E. I think I spent about an hour watching you guys play. It was uh, with a whole different group, um, but you, <laughs> y'all, y'all were play. Uh, was it 4E or maybe it was just four? It doesn't matter. Yeah, that was fourth edition. Yeah, it was fourth edition. But you guys the spent e about an edition. hour. Yeah, you guys, you guys spent about an hour uh, shopping, and I was oh, yeah. like. See, the, was, the problem with that 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 system for streaming is it's horrible. Like, it's great gameplay, right? Because you have all these mechanics and you have these cards, if you will, with with skills and spells that you can do. But it's everything as far as powering up your, your character is fully based around gear. And there's just well, books and books on gear. Let me kind of make an analogy to, to, to encompass that. And it's still within the realm of, of the, the nerdy. Uh, but... If you look at the Elder Scrolls series of games and how it went from, I, I won't go into Morrowind, that's going to be more so than Oblivion, but playing Oblivion, you could see that there was a lot more going on as far as what you could put in certain spots and how you could uh, equip yourself as compared to Skyrim, which was far more popular probably because of the whole console thing. But in Skyrim, it's pretty simplified. You put on a piece of armor and boots and gloves, and that's you. Whereas in the other games, you put on, like, different shin guards and toe rings and a pinky protector. Uh, and I think that's why I like 5e, because you don't have to do that stuff. You just tell a story with your friends and laugh a lot, and you get to do whatever you want. Jonan pees on this bush. Yep. He yeah, does it that. seems more simplified. And that was its intention, like, to completely gut the numbers, make it simple, and focus on role-playing. Do you think that's why a lot more people play it nowadays? I feel like there's been like a, a resurgence of it or like a surgence of it. I mean, that's a piece of it, but the large portion is just the way that they've marketed it. And nerd culture in itself is becoming norm n- nomenclature, mm-hmm. you know? Normcore. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, when I was in middle slash high school, Dungeons and Dragons was one of those things that uh, you didn't play. Because if you did, uh, you were never going to have sex ever. Well, you know, to be <laughs> fair, it kind of pisses me off because it's like you're stripping these earned titles from people like myself who did play that stuff in high school. And now 
now being a nerd means nothing. Like everyone's uh, well, got thick uh-huh. bottle glasses. Anybody and, can do it. Well, you know, like, now being a nerd is fucking cool. No, yeah, now being a nerd a is normal. Shift. Fucking yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon Go. I like, dude, I loved Pokemon when I was like middle oh. school, high school. I was a nerd back then. Yeah, I don't like it anymore. No, it's infuriating. Go, suck it. Well, okay. I am I I am actually very grateful for this kind of stuff moving into a, a more normal realm of, of acceptance because it just means that the quality of content is going to it's going to expand. It might not necessarily mean it gets better, but the probability, the chance of something being good is going to be higher because there's going to be more people into it, more people doing it, and people are spending a lot more money into this kind of stuff. So, yeah, certain certain systems and, and uh, d- dynamics might get watered down, but we're seeing a period of time where we're going to have a lot of content and a lot of stuff to do, and sooner or later, we're going to be able to have VR sex. I don't know where you you could probably trace the points around there somewhere, but hey, yeah, uh, I for mean, the next uh, directly back to a mind play. It's, yeah. it's called well, there already is VR sex. You uh, you put on the headset, watch uh, think, the VR, and then you jack off. It's I think VR Damien sex. called a mind flayer <laughs> on you, Will. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, I had to finish was, my joke. Sorry, it was it was preemptive. So did you just just to <laughs> plug a couple episodes from now? We will be doing an episode on porn, uh, much to my chagrin, but we're going to be doing it. Now we'll we'll save it for a, a little little ways away. We've got a couple episodes planned out uh, that are going to take a little bit more preparation than than everything else. But uh, what kind of preparation? Well, we pre- let me let me back up. We prepare for everything. We do H. all of this. And, Thank uh, you. It goes on the whole. H. Come on, <laughs> beautiful. But uh, yeah. So actually, Damien, I have a question for you. Um, mm. it, if you would have had more social skills as a child, would you have played D&D or would you have done other things instead? I was incredibly social. That is a very unfair and On a scale of one to two, like how to, many to friends be, To be you? completely fair with you, <laughs> I've always been that awkward hybrid. Like, I have social skills, I have sports Dang skills, it. but I'm nerdy as hell. Like, it came across way more mean than I no, thought yeah, it was going to come asshole. across. This, I mean, y'all that, you're just an asshole. It's, it's okay. Y'all are supposed to like make fun of me. <laughs> no, I just wanted to let you. We be are an right asshole. now. We're just we're gonna. Call I just you wanted to let it go through. You know how I make fun of you, Will? I think you're wearing the same shirt you wore yesterday. No. Nope. Oh. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah no, you are. This is my sleep shirt. I wear the same same sleep shirt. Why, Dude, that's why gross as fuck. Shirts. <laughs> also, so, did you have any friends growing up? Too. Why wear a shirt? Do you when have you the sleep? same clothes? <laughs> Dadgummit. Were you like a TV character, like a, a show, a TV Will, show character Will, where you wore you the discover- exact same clothes every day? Oh, and then when we're cutting each other out. When, when, Will, when did you just discover, <laughs> give me one second. Will, <laughs> when did you discover deodorant? Um, <laughs> actually. <laughs> did you uh, ever figure, did you finally figure if, out that Axe body spray doesn't actually make the odor If I wasn't away? a virgin, I would be doing other stuff right now. <laughs> Guys, let's get a mind flare on this bullshit. Okay, back to D&D, please. Thank you. Okay, can we just... Uh, Okay. Where, where's Where my list of questions? I don't know. Don't worry, Damien. We're probably going to cut that. It was, okay, I, it was I do have funnier. a list of questions. Hey, Ben, roll roll perception. Just see if you can find your fucking questions. <laughs> I roll a nat 20. Uh, so here's a question, Damien. This is a very simple one. Why do you think people enjoy playing Dungeons & Dragons? What draws people to it? It's social. Just like any game. I mean, why is, why is WoW still insanely popular? You know, why is any MMO widely accepted it's the social aspect it really doesn't have as much to do with the gameplay i don't think really i, I think Not, you have a you have a good point there I that's mean, the uh, that's the draw for me because uh truthfully i kind of lost touch with tanner and ben after college and then 
they invited me to play this game with them. Uh, I had never played before. It was about a, I don't know, what, a couple years ago, right? Something Two like years. that. Two years ago. And they just invited me. And I've been talking to, I've talked to them every freaking week for the longest every, time. Every day, pretty much ever since. Pretty, well, yeah, well, nowadays, every day, since we've got oh, yeah, a few we, we message like on. Yeah. Message nonstop and throw ideas and shit talk each other. Yep, yep, yep. But that's more Dungeon so chats. for the podcast and things like that. But Dungeons and Dragons uh, started this whole thing and kind of kind of got us back in touch. So I, I agree 100%. Sociality. Mm-hmm. Social. So, sociality. So, socialness. Humans, humans are social beings. How much do you think, and this is just, I guess, from experience, how much is the character somebody plays representative of their actual person? Oh, at least 60%. Like, there's, there's no way. You, no, I think it's impossible to create a character that doesn't have a piece of you in it. Well, I mean, if you look at how 60. actors uh, prepare for movies, I mean, there's always going to be a bit of an actor in a character because you you can't not be yourself to a certain extent. Well, they even animate it that way. Like, they put the real actor's facial features in the animated character, like, ah. on purpose. For, for instance, the Adam Sandler movie, the 8 Mile movie or whatever it was. And it's 8 Crazy Christmas. Nights, yeah, 12 Crazy Nights, yeah. 13, or mm-hmm. it's Jewish Crazy Nights, I'm pretty sure is the title. Jewish I mean, Crazy you, Christmas Nights. You yeah. can do a fake accent all you want, but it's it's still your voice, right? Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. You can only go so far. But, I mean, granted, there are some people who can straight up imitate someone else, but that's a whole different game yeah. when you're imitating but, uh, someone else. Those are the people that do like Rick and Morty, you know, like. Yeah, this this <laughs> makes me this makes me super sad though because I always play stupid characters. <laughs> well, I always well, play angsty characters. So what do you think about me? Oh, fucking, there's oh, a reason they say the truth hurts. Yeah, can we, can so we, much can we bring inner up turmoil Drogo over here. Can we bring up <laughs> Let's Drogo? not, please. God damn. <laughs> Yeah, the funny thing with both their characters. So the the last few characters Will has played, um, they they are loud uh, and they talk about their penis a lot. Um, uh, don't know what you're talking about. And they're not the most intelligent. Now, sounding, they typically figured things out, and I think that is pretty. You know how Will works. He's not unintelligent, even though he definitely sounds that way sometimes, especially Whoa. on this podcast. With the way that I edit it, to be fair, I. I sometimes you try and make you sound stupid. Chief and editor. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, editor he's just an attention whore, right? <laughs> uh, Will I think me? we all are. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ben's characters are always um, very easily triggered. There's always <laughs> something in their past uh, that, that will very much hurt if you bring it up. Uh, and, and this go round, it has to do with his brother, but his brother has really no role to play in the story other than he might be gone or dead. Don't know. Got to find. So, uh, we've only played one character with, uh, I've only seen one character of Damien's, but, uh, his character is very devilish and sneaky and tries to steal a bunch of shit. So I imagine. <laughs> Nice to meet you, Damien. I imagine hey, that's nice what you do you. every time you go to Walmart. You're just like you shoving know, shit in your pockets. I've played enough and role played enough that I like I I like to try to cut myself out as much as I can as far as me being in the character. Like when I play a paladin, I'm insane insanely annoying. Like I'm I'm that guy, I'm gonna be that do gooder and I'm gonna watch over you and I'm gonna hold your hand and I'm gonna babysit you by the law. Like that's but still how I roll it. than thou kind of thing yes. going on. You know, so I mean, I feel like I can switch gears if I want. The righteous to. and pompous. 
Okay, can we can we talk about like uh, I don't know some obscure rules that you know for five E some some like crazy oh, ass geez. thing that just catches people off guard uh, that's really fun for for well, dungeons. Let's, let's not even just do for five E, just any any any, any dungeon. Like, yeah. What what are you saying? Like what rule like, uh, you maybe, hate the most? Maybe, maybe maybe a really good item or something that just makes you laugh every time you item? see it. Oh jeez, yeah, yeah, yeah. cloak sure, of invisibility, go. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, then <laughs> like, let's, let's break play, it down uh, by the name. Three zero and three point five with my my original group that I played for decades. Um, that was like my go to item all the time. Play a rogue, get cloak of invisibility, and abuse the shit out of stealth. Like, mm. not not to abuse I the Skyrim reference, but to bring that back up, the, the the one that people always fall into is um, sneak archer. So would oh. you find yourself kind of going into that same just because it works so well? Have you ever uh, played Skyrim? For combat, <laughs> I want that, but that I'm really going for Skill Monkey in our campaign. Uh, I, I think that's the most fun, too. I'm winking into the camera at, at our DM saying, yeah, uh, keep this in mind. Maybe we get... So maybe we get one. No, 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 Ben, Ben. Hold, oh, you, you're wanting me to just yeah, give you yeah. free items. But I mean, as far as abused rules mm. or like tricks and tips, like it, that's tough to answer. Because it's so many people play Hollis, you know what I mean? I got a good one. I got a good one. What rule destroys friendships the most? (laughs) I don't don't think D&D is as much like Munchkin as Munchkin is like Munchkin. Oh, I think you're wrong there. Oh, we should totally play that game. Anyways. Have you ever seen the tabletop tabletop game? Lose me instantly. The table flip or whatever it's called where you can play card games on there. Oh, you're talking about tabletop simulator. You can can probably From my personal experience, the biggest thing that ruins friendships and game bonds is allowing um, allowing alignments across the board, like legit, you you just can't have chaotic evil with a lawful good. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. fair. And they're just gonna try it too many times. I, oh, we actually. And I think it. I think that's one of those things. And this is from you know the the couple of campaigns that I've DM'd, uh, which again for people that don't know is is dungeon mastered. Um, it's not as kinky as you think it is. Uh, Damn. <laughs> you uh. Damn. People that want to play chaotic evil uh, or something of that nature typically don't. They're not exactly playing chaotic evil. They're playing in, in what's commonly referred to as chaotic stupid. Um, have you ever actually played with someone who did chaotic evil justice? Absolutely. Yeah. His name. His name is Nick Maurice, and he's a freaking god at it. Yeah. Yeah. How like what did he do in order to make that engaging enough and keep it up to where it was good? Well, first off, he's got like this darkness around his eyes, and he always shaves his head completely bald. So that's a good start because you just oh, so get the vibe apart. instantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's hilariously funny, and he eats nothing but sugar. So I think that's a prerequisite. So it's, it? it's just his natural uh, <laughs> spectrum then. But Chaotic Evil is is kind of like Murder Hobo, right? Oh, it, no, it, it absolutely is. is. But I mean, he just wants to watch the world burn with his characters. Like, friends, foes, doesn't matter. He picks his, he picks his moments. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess. So, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe a Murder Hobo could be considered Chaotic Evil. But the thing that I've seen, and this is that might was at the beginning of this cap- campaign happening with Will's character, Jonan Dungoofed. Uh, he was kind of turned into a murder hobo, even though he started off with that, like a. That bitch was annoying as shit. He was just a strong you know, guy. That's a good point, actually, because I find, especially with newer players, and, and not to call you out 
that way. But um, I'm new. It's okay. You know, <laughs> yeah, we when only it, played it, like a year and a half. When it comes to hack and slash, like most beginners campaign that way, hack and slash, doing combat, lots of combat. On top of that, that also develops a tendency for players to just shoot first, ask questions later. Mm, yeah. Like it, it takes some experience and time to get into the habit of, you know what? We can probe this guy for info. We can be diplomatic. We can role play this, you know? I was the guy that, that beat Fable in multiple ways. You know, I'd be the evil guy than the good guy. Or Yeah, but you I'd always probably, did the evil first, I guarantee No, 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 I did the good first. <laughs> I always do the good. You always do the right thing first, and then you go back, I'm going to kill this, all these people. i got to fuck this shit up. <laughs> I, yeah, that's actually a good a good parallel to make, like how you play video games is kind of maybe where you start out with your D&D characters, because any character that I've ever made has always been a skill monkey, has been the diplomat. And by skill monkey, we mean someone that has... Uh, is proficient in a lot of different skills and interactions and things that you can do out in the world that don't necessarily uh, deal with combat. So you are able to talk to people. You're able to deceive and persuade. Uh, you're able to steal things, pick people's pockets. It's all it, – it, that. that's always been my – like what I want to be. So I guess and that's the thing. That's my kind of idealized version of myself is someone who is charismatic mm. enough to manipulate people and talk people into things and and do things that others aren't really seeing. Not necessarily a super intelligent character, but just a convincing no. character. But it's a clean way to kind of be that all-around guy, too. Mm -hmm. You know, jack of all trades. Yeah. Which right, is so actually uh, the name of uh, uh what is that? That's a bard, a bard uh, uh level thing. Yeah. So uh here's here's another question for Damien. Uh would you rather be the DM or be a player? Ooh, that's Ooh. tough. That goes in streaks. Uh, love, for those of you who don't know mm. what DM is, Dungeon Master is what it stands for. Or I, some people call it GM, Game Master. See, there, here's the thing. I don't think Will listens to our conversations no, that No, because he already said mm -mm. that. Yeah, and no, then I made the, I don't the kink listen. joke, and it, it's just... Mind flare. Hey, Damien, answer the <laughs> yeah. question. Yeah, I love DMing. Absolutely love it. It, it definitely trumps playing. But wow. I tell you, there... Hmm comes moments after campaigns go so long that you just you have this itch you want to jump in and interact mm -hmm. with them in your own way you know yeah mm -hmm. i want I, I mean i'm afraid to dm because i'm pretty sure y'all would go through be. a penis forest you oh. know <laughs> but it's it's one of those things that takes practice you're never gonna Forced get good at it dicks. if you don't do it and take critique oh I, my god there's a titty monster watch out <laughs> Woo! yeah that's D, &D after dark uh, coming in 2020 <laughs> Uh, that's the VR version of Disney. Yes, it is. Oh, God, I hope so. Someday. Uh, featured on Pornhub. Just Doc, it's called The Forest. It's already out. No, well, I don't think The for The Forest is a horror game, uh, survival horror, and it doesn't have dicks. So that, <laughs> Honestly, that's I think the difference. closest video game that has real feel to like how D&D &D actually deals at the table is Divinity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I've played both now. so Because you, know, uh, you got to have that turn-based feel, you know? Yep, 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 yep. So Divinity is a turn-based uh, role-playing game where you control multiple characters. Uh, you move basically on a grid. If you're in combat, you can talk to multiple people based on your personality and your choices. The story can change and you can make different decisions. So it, in, in a way, it is very much similar to how you do D&D. The only problem is, is that it doesn't play so well with multiple people, as far as I've seen. Agreed. And... I don't. I don't have any more questions for Damien. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I. I think I understand this game now, and I'm ready to play. Maybe we should just skip the podcast and just play some D and D. 
Well, that means I would have to come up with more content and to kind of add on to what Damien was saying about being a DM earlier. It, it can get taxing at a certain point. Like you're, you do want to be like, well, I want to play the game too, because you almost during certain moments when you're trying to get through all these numbers, you almost don't feel like you're playing. You are doing work at the time. But then there are moments where like I'm talking with you guys in character and you guys are talking and the conversation is going really well where it, it feels like I'm playing. It's got to uh, be ultimately fulfilling when they do something just fucking awesome with your story that you made up though, right? Well, it, yeah, I think the big thing and when you do DM because I really do expect you to and I want to experience that, you have to think of the story. It's <laughs> I not, don't know if you do. <laughs> I do. I do. It's I not. Do. It's not my story. It is my world, yes, and I have some vague things that you could run into and perhaps create a story, but it's it's everyone's story. Everyone is building a story together. Were this to be a book, I can't write your characters. I would be writing down what you are doing. So it's more of like taking something that I am seeing and hearing and creating it into a story. So it's it's an interactive thing. It's constantly in flux. I don't know what's going to happen next. Well, I have a question for you then, Tanner. Mm. How do you approach it as far as a mentality? Do you look at it as you're a god? Do you look at it as you're a narrator? Or do you look at it as if you are just a creator? I I look at it uh, from a writing standpoint. So I guess creator, if I'm going to choose one of those things, is the closest thing. I... I see it as I'm setting up these instances of possibility and they can happen. The cool thing is, is that if one of my instances doesn't work out when I think it might, I can always repurpose it and use it again later. I never have felt like I'm a god because I feel very mortal when I'm playing one of the characters because I know that there is a possibility based on, you know, certain people's ages or their experience or what their circumstances currently are that they can die. And that's the better thing. And I think when you are looking at these characters and you are them getting in that mindset that, you know, this is a person and I need to do them justice. You can't think in terms of I am a god. I can just do whatever the fuck I want with this person because then it's kind of like a Marvel movie where death has no meaning. But I think it's probably a good time to go ahead and get an expert review, uh, at least quantitatively. So, Damien, if you don't mind, give us a rating for Dungeons and Dragons. Um, on what scale? Uh, one out of D20. One, one to a D20. All right. Um, oh, shit. Seven. Out of 20? Oh, no, I'm thinking out of 10. Okay, so so 16. Hey, so 16, not bad. I, I could probably agree with that score. It's not perfect, but it is an amazing game. Uh, you know what else is an amazing thing to go into? Um, uh, this is a really bad segue for this week's news. Welcome to the newsroom. Thanks. <laughs> Today I have an article. That's good. <laughs> uh, that I'm going to share with us today. That's what I do in the newsroom. I find news that is newsworthy for us to incorporate into our news section. Welcome. How to- many how many times can you say news? Is this like that little bit from uh, Super Troopers where they try and say meow and they work it in? <laughs> meow. I want. I want to hear know. this. This is. This I want to hear about to this me. article. Write news. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Okay, Netflix announced a new. This is from The Verge. 
Netflix announced a new animated series. Uh, and I have several things for you guys to guess. Ooh. What is the series? Who is it by? And what has he done before? <laughs> is it... Uh, is it, <laughs> it's related to D&D. Is it Dungeons and Dragons, the series? No, I don't think it is, but keep going. I want to hear your whole stream and of consciousness. And is it... Hashimaro Moriroto. <laughs> uh, I think you were close. probably looking for Hayao Miyazaki. Pretty damn close. No, no, uh, you can just do one at a time. Just give me, no, give me the title. Uh, I'll say I'll I'll give you three. It, it's three words. This is what I'll give you. The title is three words. One of the words is dragon. Go. The forever dragon. Fuck this dragon! Wow! Wow! Damien, wow. do you have a guess? Oh, geez. Uh, Dark Dragon Days. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Tanner was the closest. It is the Dragon Prince. Oh, man, just like the Christmas Prince. Is it, is it a reptilian version of the Christmas Prince? Yes, please. Oh, so it's, it's by the same person that did that. No, it's, it's actually would, by the actress that was in that, if, the same girl if, that was in iZombie. <laughs> I, would, I would feel so bad for giving this as news if it were so. Um... It wait, will wait. involve. I, I, well, I thought we were going to guess who is it by. Yeah, you can the, you can take that. It's just a name. I don't know if you guys will know this guy's name, but I'll tell you. Okay, it, how about this? How about this? With? Guess the animated series that he's done. He's done two. He's been a part of two animated series. Head writer for on, one. On what networks? One Piece. On on what networks? Yeah. Uh, actually, it wouldn't. I'm not. Uh, Comedy Central and Nickelodeon. Oh, uh, Rugrats. Nope. Uh, man, I don't. I, Rick and the Morty. only guess that I have. No. It is pretty wide open, isn't it? Yeah. Um, is, you, it is it the same guy with that does the voices that you, you guys like that does the space show? The space show. Future, no. Futurama. Uh, no. Futurama is one. Oh yeah, no, no, it's Seth Groening, and it's that new show that he's doing <laughs> where it takes place back in the past because he's like, yeah, I did the one where Simpsons is the present, uh, Futurama's in the future. We're gonna go back to the past, and it's about this ugly princess with no chin, and her father is the king. Damn, you are spot on for a mind flayer. Got him. Um, the <laughs> and the other series is that he also wrote for um, is another popular one that I love, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, so, so I'm this wrong. is screenwriter Aaron has writing the Dragon Prince, and why I'm super excited about this is uh, the story goes as such: it involves two princes and an elf assassin on a quest. That is something out of an epic fantasy role-playing campaign. Hey, let me let me add to your news article with this new show by Matt Groening, uh, the creator <laughs> of Futurama and, <laughs> and The Simpsons. He also has a fantasy medieval magical show coming out huh. on August 17th of 2018 is on it, Netflix. It's going to be Netflix as well? It's called Disenchantment, and it is uh, following the misadventures of hardworking Princess Bean, her feisty elf companion Elfo, and a personal wow. demon Lucy in the crumbling medieval kingdom of Dreamland. Man. Uh, you know, at the end of this article, it says something about that Netflix fan. Is he heavily involved with Futurama? Yeah. Um, but this guy, wait, when is yours scheduled to a premiere on Netflix? Uh, mine, my personal one that I helped Matt Groening create. The one create, that you wrote. Uh, was August 17th, 2018. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, then, then this one does not have a date yet, I do not believe. Oh. I think they just got, announced it. You got groaninged. Oh, you know, ouch. Ooh. 
Um, yeah, so that I don't know what story I'm thinking about now. I could be thinking about Tanner's story, but uh, uh, Mind Flayer, good, good. I'm I'm just really damn excited by the Futurama and also the Avatar uh, writer being a part of those. Yeah, the Avatar: The Last Airbender was a great program and probably the last good show on Nickelodeon. And in his words, uh, in an interview, he said, uh, all the details, nuance, and things you build into a story and characters, there may be people who don't appreciate it, but there's so many out there who do and are paying attention. We're spending all this time on the series to make those details feel right and that there are things to discover, things beneath the surface are worth it uh, because there are tons of people out there who want and deserve that. So I'm super stoked about this because if there's all these little nuggets and Easter eggs – um, and things that you can bite and chew on uh, in the story, I'm going to love it. Do you think it, it would so, uh, appeal to the D&D crowd? Is that uh, kind of where you were going th- with this? This is heavily going to appeal to them. I'm I'm already super excited. I mean, I think I'll watch Two- it. It is animated, right? Yeah, it's animated. One of the characters looks like she has horns. Tiefling. Yeah, uh, an, an elfin assassin. Uh, and apparently she has horns and then the the two princes so they kind of i i assume it's going to be like they're like kind of like two brothers is what it feels like and she's the tag along who's like uh training them I because think... they don't know how to you know they're they're princes they're born of royalty and they don't know how to go about on a quest okay so what did you guys think about the news <laughs> oh ben two out of five <laughs> thank you how about how about my news will Oh, Tanner, five out of five. It was great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know what, Tan- ben, Tanner? Ben, I- you, you taught me to shut up, Will. Uh, ben, you taught me something that I didn't know was coming out uh, alongside the show that I'm already excited about. Uh, but I did love Avatar, so I think this is going to be great. Four out of five, Ben. Yeah, I thought you guys would uh, be excited to hear the news. Yeah. Yeah. Da- uh- uh, Damien, you, you could toss your hat in on this too. Man. I mean, man, this is all like so new to me. Um, three out of five. How about that? I mean, it is the news. <laughs> it is, and I would hope it, it is. is new. Yeah, the way we the way we normally rate this is just on a scale of one to five. You just throw out a throw out whatever you're feeling. You know, one out of five to five out of five to six out of fives. Fuck it, doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm going to go with three out of five because you know, making something called an elfin with horns that that just it's worth two out of five deduction yeah <laughs> I mean, just just maybe a good story is one it's five. a the tiefleuf telf uh, hey did you do you guys know that uh that puns are mass produced oh my god uh, yeah they're mass produced by um dads and uh, yeah and it's mostly dads that are employed by factories god <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think I'm just going to try and make these more and more painful so that uh, eventually, in order to get into the factory, you're going to have to be signed up for workman's comp and really good insurance. Um, do we have our hard hats? Ooh, do you? I think your heads might already be hard enough, so you're probably fine. Five out of five. Great joke. Thank you. Dad joke. Ten out of five. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to the factory, the place where I give you the opportunity to guess... Three facts. This week, I have facts that all relate to Dungeons & Dragons. How about 1925 that? 1925 is the first answer. 
You know what's actually pretty funny? The first question is about years that I have written down. So I'm going to start with that. I didn't give fun titles to these because I didn't think about it. Oops, my bad. So the first one, in what year did Dungeons and Dragons officially steal a name of a race created oh, by George R.R. R. Martin? Oh, stole a name of a race. I can tell you what the race was. What was the it? The Orcs. Boy, you dumb. Boy, you really, really dumb. I'm going to go with 1972. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go 1950. 1988. All right. Uh, ben, Dungeons and Dragons didn't exist in 1950. It didn't? Uh, no. Will J.R.R. <laughs> Tolkien created orcs? Uh, uh, but you guys, Dad, I, I don't remember I meant, what you guys I answered. Meant, uh, uh, I have no idea when Dungeons and Dragons started. I meant started. ogre is what I meant. Uh, it doesn't matter that because you'd still it be wrong. It was Urukai. Uh, Urukai is is a combination of uh, orcs and men, um, so it's still orcs. Uh, 1981 is the answer that we're looking for. We means I. In 1981, TSR, who owned it at the time, released a book of material for advanced Dungeons and Dragons called the Fiend Folio. This was a tome that was filled with information of new monsters for the Dungeon Master to use in their game. One of the new races introduced in this book was the Githyanki. I'm probably butchering that. Uh, these are a race of yellow-skinned humanoids that live throughout the multiverse. Those were created by George R.R. R. Martins in one of his earlier books that wasn't Game of well, Thrones. Now I want to fight for those. I, I would... You heard about them Git Yankees? I would really yep, like to fight go. those. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's the logical conclusion of the thing I said turned into the thing you said. So there you go. <laughs> Can uh, you say the name again one more time, Tanner? Githyanki. I think it's Yank. Gith- well, it's Gith-yank. G. I'll, I'll spell it. Yankee, Githyanki. G I T H Y A N K I, right? Yes, yes, yes. One of them gets Yankee. Ah, this is why we have our D&D expert. <laughs> or it could be Githyanki. That's prob- that sounds the most Martinian. Githyanki. Githyank. Githyanki. All right. So uh, I can actually give you titles for these last two to help you choose between um, typos or fetishes. Fetishes. Typo. Mm, all right. Well, tiebreaker. Damien. Oh, wait. Say that again. Fetishes or typos. Ooh. Fetishes. Ah. So once again, not saving the best for last, which we're basically known for on here. Uh Fetishes. Where is this? Okay. As proclaimed in the Book of Vile Darkness, what sexual fetish can only be enjoyed by evil-aligned characters? Masturbation. Anal. (laughs) Wow. Um, Foot sex. Uh, All relatively good guesses except for uh, Will's. I really wouldn't call masturbation a fetish. Titty fucking. Um, that, <laughs> that's a fetish. That, that's, yeah, all right, fine. Uh, S&M is the correct answer. In the late 90s and early 2000s, D&D was under religious scrutiny for allegedly teaching witchcraft to kids and convincing unhinged teenagers to go out and murder people. The Book of Vile Darkness embraced the game's <laughs> reputation so much that it needed a warning on its cover due to its objectionable obje- objectionable content. That's about what, the dumbest what's thing S&M? I've ever heard. Sadism and masochism. Nope. Sadism and masochism. That's, what does that uh, mean? That's pain yep. and causing it. 
Oh God! And enjoying mm-hmm. it means you like mm-hmm. you oh, like God. to punch people in the face, and you like to get punched in the face, and it makes you get off. It's yeah. like it's, it's like being that person that enjoys fifty thousand volts straight to the testicles. It's like being a middle aged woman and liking Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey. Yeah, I was just saying, have you ever seen the movie Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> I can accept that. That's accurate. Okay. It's like yeah. getting mind flayed. I think I didn't even need to. I didn't even need to. I'm, well, let me get this joke in. I didn't even need to add uh, the part about Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm pretty sure just being a middle aged woman is is as an mind flayer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right, the last one we have is typos. Uh, in the 1994 book, Advanced. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In the 1994 book Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Encyclopedia Magica, Volume 1, what class name change caused one hell of a typo throughout the book? Wazard. <laughs> it, was, it was actually uh, the Ark. Okay, I don't know how that's going to be funny. Damien, you have a guess? Oof, I, honestly, I don't. Okay, uh, that's fine. Uh, ben, wow, damn, you are actually very, very close. Um, it does have to do with the word wizard. Uh, at some point during the development of Encyclopedia Magica, the decision was made to change all instances of the word mage to wizard. The problem was that the editor didn't put a space before the word mage. This meant that all instances of the word damage now became the wizard. A generation of gamers was forced to read their Encyclopedia Magica that in a Jamaican is. accent. The wizard. The wizard. Does the wizard slap at the base, man? Slap at the base. Slap at so the that's wizard. what I have for you. Uh, these are the products that I have produced this week in the Review Factory. What do you guys think? Uh, four to five, ten. That's pretty good. Thank you. Can't remember the first two, but Wizard was fantastic, and I almost got it. Five out of five. I'm, I'm going to go five out of five just because uh, I learned some stuff about D&D, and for the record, it's uh, Githyanki. Cool. The Wizard. I, I learned things that I'm going to forget, like how to pronounce get, get a hanky yanky. How to pronounce it. You better pronounce, pronounce that it. correctly. Hey, guys, let's all thank Screen Rant for providing us with this information. Thank you, Screen Rant. Uh, I shan't. Use rant again. Screen rant. If you would like to sponsor us, you can contact because us at Twitter. You can't. Just, just hey, that at, went somewhere. At Twitter. Just hey, well, how about a how about a really good segue? <clears throat> so no, the sound of dice. That's a good segue. Oh, yeah. sorry. So, do you guys know where all of the plastic for the Dungeons and Dragons dice is made and manufactured? Wait, let, me, I, let me let me roll it. Roll a dice to see can if I, I can. Yeah, please, yeah. Uh, do an investigation check. Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. It's the Amazon. So, once again, I bring you guys to the Amazon where I have found a fantastic product that relates to our topic in some sort of way. You guys are not only going to guess the product, but you're going to listen to a review that I found of the product, and you're going to review that review. You guys, Whoa. Are you guys ready? I mean, no. Like, my whole life is unreadiness, but let's just go ahead and do it anyway. Uh, well, uh, you're going to have to be ready for this because here it comes. This uh, review was written by username Sukuzia. Sukuzia. Uh, and it's Gith- called... Githyanki. It's called Here's How to Get It to Work. <clears throat> Here's Ooh. How to Get It to Work is what the title of this review is. And it is not a verified purchase. <laughs> to get it to change color... 
parentheses if you're having difficulty in parentheses is the is the takeoff the bottom and smack the base against the palm of your hand until the color changes then once you've succeeded with that you'll be able to tap the top of the bottle to change the color this person does slap at a base what is this product okay bottle i heard bottle and it changes colors it's a lava lamp you think it's a lot a D lava lamp that's oh it's D related i'm still yeah. gonna go with lava lamp <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking damien um uh. i think this is a replication of the ever smoking bottle a magic item that is available in the fifth edition dungeons uh dungeon master's guide um so it you can you can change the color of the smoke and it makes it come out of the bottle Wow. Um, I actually thought you guys would have difficulty with this, but between the two of you, it's not actually a lava lamp, but between the y'all's two guesses, I'm going to give it to you. It is a Think Geek LED potion desk lamp, color changing LED, perfect for fans of RPGs and chemistry. And yes, I will link this to our Twitter so that it, those of you that enjoy Dungeons and Dragons will uh, be able to buy, purchase this for a meager price of $39.99 and free shipping. What, what about people j- just enjoy good vibes? Is oh, it something they it. can enjoy as well? Well, one of, the, one of the descriptions on this is I love to, I love to curl up next to this when I uh, read my fantasy novels, but it, mm. it was too uh, obvious. They kept saying lamp throughout the whole thing. So mm. uh, it, it has colors of blue, green, red, and yellow. Uh, yeah. It looks pretty freaking cool, like a a big old uh, health potion or some shit. Yep, didn't think that that was what you were going to say. Hey, Will, that review, which I am supposed to review, uh, that was a pretty good review of a product. I'm going to have to dock some points because it was not a verified purchase, so that's one point off from that. I uh, was going to give it a th- three out of five. Now it's going to get a two out of five. Hey, Will, here's my review. Two out of five. Yeah, four to five, man. Good job. Thank you didn't you. say penis. Uh, yeah, speaking of penis. Um, okay, no one mind flayed that. You needed to actually have a joke there. Uh, we can't catch you that quickly. Speaking of penis, I've got a very mind large flare. penis. Ma- 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 mind flare. Where was that going? Uh, I'm, nowhere. He doesn't I just, know. Was it going to the rapid fire round? <laughs> I don't think so because actually I do think so because will and rapidity I made a word goes hand in hand. So welcome. We're going to go into the rapid fire round. What we do in this round is I give each of our contestants, those who are not competing and myself being the judge. Um what? What? Those that we're all competing. Even, those yeah, you all. That does not what? compute. Okay. What we do in this section is I give out some items of note, names, places, things and they have to guess what they are. And try and avoid puns at all costs. Uh, while trying to avoid puns, yes. And at the end of it, sure they need to mean. guess they need to guess the category to see who wins. Uh so I think it's time to start the rapid fire round. Will Don Bassing Thwaite. Oh, this this guy, yeah, he's the he's the guy that uh, he was a chef for a while. He stood around uh, way too long making uh, lobsters, and he became one. Yeah. 
Wow, that's what, a mind what, player. One out of five. <laughs> Tanner, John Gregory Betancourt. Uh, John Gregory Betancourt was the first man to go out and uh, try and put money down on uh, sports tournaments. Uh, the first one that he went to was very strange. It involved a, a, a basket tied to the edge of a stick, and they played it on a thing called a court. And it was ten. And it was tennis. Jesus Christ! <laughs> two out of five. <laughs> Damien, Andrea Cardarell. Um, she was the first assistant to Gary Gygax before he stole all of his content and created what we now know as D and D. Oh damn! Actually, making it relevant. Fuck. <laughs> wow. Got our jobs better. Got us beat. Five out of five. Will, P N Elrod. <laughs> oh, that guy. That guy did Scientology shit. He he made up the the they came down from the uh they came down from That's the spaceship. That's Elrond Hubbard. Don't give dumbass. a shit. Fuck you. Hey, he came down from the spaceship and landed in a volcano and uh, and he was the wizard. Three out of five. Wizard. Tanner, Mark Anthony. Oh, Mark Anthony was uh, one of Brutus's. I'm sorry, uh, one of Caesar's friends, and he um, he actually was a general for his army, and he I believe stabbed Caesar one of the fifty three times he was stabbed during his death. Not D&D, zero out of five. Fuck. <laughs> Damien Dixie Lee McKeown. Uh, she was the first person to come up with the four-sided die. Damn. That's <laughs> just so good. Five out of five. All right. Do you guys have any idea what this is? Fuck no. What these are? Um, yes, L. Ron Hubbard made Scientology. Uh, Scientology. Yeah, and, and, and Mark Antony is actually Also is a Scientologist, yes. You're dumb. <laughs> Damien, do you have a guess? Oh, mine were all very, very accurate, I'm sure. I don't need to guess. Uh, do you have a guess for the category? No, I have no idea. I, okay. I, I do, cool. I do. Well, I, think, we have I think these are all one- uh, uh, these are all fiction writers who inspired important things within D. Mark Anthony is a famous uh, Spanish singer. My, my, my bro, he said Mark Anthony. And Anthony, so we're both dumb Anthony. because we both should have gone with Anthony. Oh, so yeah. I think we need one more round of rapid fire round. Let's go. Will? Gary Gygax. <laughs> oh, um, he likes to gag on axes. <laughs> and there's the pun. <laughs> Zero out of five because you have no idea who that is. That's negative that's five sad. out of five. That's I know who Gary uh, Gygax is. Tanner, Tracy Hickman. Uh, Tracy Hickman was part of the original TSR team when they first published um, the first edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Ah, getting close. All right. We'll give a three out of five for that. And Damien, Margaret Weiss. Um, my future wife? Damn, she's probably old, though. <laughs> Zero out of five. Um, uh, so I'm guessing you guys have... I think these are the original no people involved with the Dungeons & Dragons rules. Uh, anybody else want to... Is it Garner, I guess? I'm going to say that these are the Hazard. first people to play test. Ooh. Okay, and Will? Uh, these were the creators of Dun- Dungeons & Dragons, the first edition. Yeah, I mean, it's all Dungeons & Dragons, but these are all authors who have written one or more full-length Dungeons & Dragons novels. Ah, so who wrote They're, Dragonlance? Uh, Margaret, we- Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. Mm-hmm. And I thought you guys would guess that because You're the only I one that grew this. up reading that, but I guess you guys yeah. didn't read that. Yeah. So there's Dragonlance, Birthright, Dark Sun, Eberron, Forgotten Realms, Greyhawk. There's all of these. Um, all campaigns. these things that I never played. 
<laughs> and then Gary Gygax was the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. Who created, pioneered, co-created, co-created yeah. with Dave Arneson. And then sold out. But I Actually also learned that. I got, learned that today. Who oh, really? Gary Gygax was? Yeah, I learned oh, all this Oh, that's today. sad. Yeah. So I actually did know who Gary Gygax was. I well, just it's wanted not to make sad that if you pun. learned it. I mean, yeah, it's it's happy. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. You know how I do feel about the ending of this podcast. Generally, pretty damn good, and that's where we are right now. Yeah, uh, but, but we only get there once I pick a winner. Who won rapid fire round? Damn, that was a pretty good segue. Now it's wasted. Burnt. Actually, we can keep it going because you know what? I think Damien won this round. Congratulations! Okay, okay. So who's, thank you. Who's hosting next week? Uh, Tanner and Will are. Oh, oh, <laughs> who's hosting next week? Mm-hmm. Wait, who who made me feel just like one one of these answers was just so horrific and got a negative five? I think it was Will. So Will's gonna host next week. <laughs> it's probably the one about the lobster. <laughs> What was that? I don't know. It, no, it was Gary chokes on axes yeah, the, or something. Oh, that was Gary gags so on axes. Yeah. Gary Gygax. Gary Gygax. Damn. If anyone does uh, <laughs> resemble a god in D&D, it is him, and you have blasphemed, my man, uh, which we will continue to probably blaspheme about something next week. Uh, we'll let you know on Twitter what our topic is going to be, so please follow us on there at... Doomcasters. Thank you. Hey, hey, you popped in there before Will, Mr. Sucks on Vape, could get in a fake one. So don't even try, Will. You're done. It's done. You're done. Also, listen to our uh, Twitter. Listen to our Twitter. <laughs> listen to our Twitter stream uh-huh. where we stream Gary Gagax uh, and his <laughs> first mind flare. Mind and, flare. And watch us on our podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please listen to our audio. And uh, actually, that's right. I meant to be wrong. Listen to our video. Watch our audio. I'm, I am I am done. I am done goofed with this episode. So please come back next week. Thank you all for listening. I don't have anything else. Damien, this is your moment to shine if you want to plug anything, even though hey, the stuff... Just yeah. uh, just want to say thanks for having me, and uh, check us out on Danger Days on Mondays. And one more time for the record, it's Githyanki. Cool. <laughs> hey, guys. The most important thing to try and get correct is uh, whether or not our opinion matters. So I have to ask you, do they? Do our opinions matter? No. Thanks for listening. Our Opinions Matter is a product of our individual stupidity. Consider supporting us with a review.